Join me right now on Kumite TV is rising UFC bantamweight Montel Jackson. What's going on, Montel? Chilling, man. Just finished up practicing. Good, good. Uh, the last time I had you on the show, you know, you talked about an eye-opening experience in Thailand. Could you give us another gem, man? Could you talk about another pivotal time in your life that changed you for the better? Oh, man. Uh, right, right before I started my journey into MMA, man. Like, uh, I was I, I was a street kid, you know. I spent most of my time in uh in the streets. Um, I, I wasn't too much concerned about education or my future. I was just trying to, you know, do what I had to do, man. I was living to survive, man, not and not to live out my dreams. So um, when uh like at that point, uh, my grandpa had died, and it was like I was like stuck, like wrestling fell through, and I was in a very dark place. So I had to I had to make a decision, man. Either I can hang out in the projects all my life, or I can uh, use my talents to to get me to where I want to be, you know, per se. Because I never I never really uh, thought about fighting or anything like that, like like that. That never was my goals or my dreams or my aspirations was to fight MMA, man. My goal was to like to wrestle and go to Olympics. But I just I was like, oh, okay, man. I'm a good wrestler, man. Like I, I can use my wrestling, my wrestling to get me where I need to be, man, in life. Like I, I never thought, like, oh man, I'd be fighting like, like this love or anything like that. I'm just gonna use it, use it to, you know, get me back to wrestling or get me in contact with somebody that can put me in a position to uh, to continue my dreams of wrestling. But uh, in that process, uh, I, I learned a lot, man. Like, like, like my, uh, like most of my friends, man. Most of my friends are like dead or in jail that I grew up with so like I had like I, I had to make a choice man like my, my, my other friend was like addicted to like prescription pain pills real bad it, it was it was a clusterfuck and then then my grandpa had died so like it, it was really 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 tough for me so I, I made that decision man like um like if I want to be successful I had to ch I had to, ch I had to change I had to change what I was doing, so I, I couldn't keep doing the same things and expecting different results. So I had to change what I was doing. I had to change who I was hanging around, and I had to change where I was hanging around. Those, those three things are the three things that really led led to like my success, and you know, not falling victim to my circumstances or my environment. And and that's you know like it's it's it's, it's somewhat hard, man. It's somewhat hard to like not not to go hang out. Like with with your childhood friends, or go hang out with like the people in your neighborhood, man. You know, but I, I had to stop because like they they were doing things that I wasn't per se like into. You know, I, I wasn't like into like game banking and all that stuff per se, and I I didn't really want to go back to that and go back to selling drugs and you know being a shitty person. You know, or not not even per se being a shitty person. You know. But just like falling back to that mindset of like survival, like I'm doing this out of survival. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to fall into that trap or to that train of that, that train of thinking because it just, it makes you, it puts you in a mindset of not thinking out of out of logic. You you thinking out of desperation. So like, I, I didn't want to fall victim to that. And then, and then too, like I couldn't, like what what could those guys teach me, you know, different about life? They can't teach me nothing. But what they know, and what they know is how to, you know, seal drugs, how to survive, how to live a life of crime. 
if I continued to hang around those guys, then I'd fall victim to that because, like, that's all I was able to see, you know, and, and what you see, you be, you know. So I had to, I had to get myself out of those circles, surround myself with positive people, surround myself with people with aspirations and goals, you know, and people that didn't think of that in that mindset of being like, I'm gonna survive, I gotta survive, I gotta survive, you know. I had to get myself out of that, and then to hanging out in the neighborhoods, like hanging out in like like the hood and shit, like. If you if you're hanging out in the hood, man, it's 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 like you're you're gonna be destined to you're gonna be destined. It's it's like your destiny almost for that wrong wrong place, wrong time situation. Like like literally like so many people I, I know feel victim to that. Like you know, they got caught up they got caught up in a robbery. They they weren't really like you know involved in the robbery, but they were just there. So just them being there, boom, you charge a robbery like everybody else. You went with, you was with somebody and your like you with your friend and your friend starts shooting. Okay, you you shooting too. Like, you're guilty too, you know? So like I, I had to I had to get from around that type of stuff, man. Otherwise I'd I was gonna end up like them, man. And I didn't want that for myself. Who were some of the people that helped you get out of that bad situation, you know, to put yourself around the people you need to be to be successful? Uh, oh man, just sports, man. Just just being involved in sports, man. Like you know, like I I, I would like I started like going to like Red Schaefer and everything, and I started like really like coaching wrestling and stuff with city kids and stuff. So I started spending my time, you know, with like but like the youth and like the kids and stuff. And like I had to, and I, I I had to like really change because I, I I can't tell them like not to do like not to do bad stuff, not to do this, not to do that, and then I. And then I end up, you know, you want to see who's in the camera. So I, I can't, I couldn't like tell them like not to do the bad things and, and I'm doing a bad thing. So I had to completely change my life and get out of that stuff. Definitely. Well, we got a special guest joining us. Is that, uh, who is that? It's Baby Ted. Say hi. <laughs> oh, there you go. You got your old phone. That's good. He got his own phone. <laughs> use it to look at it it's over. yeah definitely uh now going back to the you know the mma aspect of you know your your life uh you know there's some big news going around right now for the bantamweight division you got tj dillashaw he's been suspended for a year by the new york state athletic commission after usada found some adverse findings we don't even know what that even means right now so you gave up the belt right whenever when you heard this news what was your reaction to it oh man i i, I wish him not, nothing but peace and blessings man he in a tough situation he in a tough situation man like like my my heart goes out to him and his family man that's that's tough man like anytime i hear people like get popped or like you know, it take him out of work, you know. This is how people make their money, you know. If you don't fight, you don't eat, you know. How are you going to feed his family? So my heart goes out to that dude, man. Or anybody in that situation, man. My heart goes out to you, man. A lot of people right now, man, they're jumping on, bashing TJ. They don't know what, you know, the full story is right now. When you see that and you see the hate that people are putting out, you know, what? what is the reaction from you, man? Like, do you see it as, like, people just showing their true colors? Yeah, that's that 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 right there is part of it, you know? 
but but then it's like you know now now in society especially in american society pe- people don't have really people really don't have like no empathy for people people don't really under people don't understand it. they don't want to understand you know so like when, when i see stuff like that it's common man. and then like everyone now is a jump to conclusion they they don't even know like what really happened they just said oh this guy's this guy's that they don't know what <clears throat> led him up to do that or they don't know if he took tainted supplements. They don't know if someone spiked his drinks or they don't know. They just jumped to conclusion, man. And then what if, like, what if hypothetically saying he come out and, you know, he had a bad supplement? Then what are people going to say now? Like, it's too late. The damage has already been, been caused, you know? And then, too, like, the, like, like the media don't even report on, like, people don't even report on, like, the, the, the like, the, the after effect of, like, okay, this guy had, you know, he got popped, but he, it was a tainted supplement or something fucked up happened, you know? The media ain't going to report that point. They're just going to report that, that big headline topic. Boom. This, 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 this. They try to get all their views and it's over with. And then, and then for the people that, you know, that bashed them and criticized them and, you know, once it come out your mouth, man, you can't take it back. And, and I, don't, I don't know about TJ or whatever, man, but I'm not that forgiving. I don't forgive people and I don't forget. So... Once you say it, it's over. I don't, I don't. That's how I view you for, for like the rest of your life. Like, there's no I'm sorry's with me. I don't say apologies. It's over. Well, I guess that's part of the. You know, I guess you know you mentioned earlier the street mentality. I think the street mentality. A lot of people don't understand that. Is like when you say something, you can't take that stuff back. And I think that you take. Do you take that with you to you know into MMA? I take that I take that with me to life, man. If 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 people if people tell me if somebody say something, that means they meant it. Otherwise they would have never said it. That's why like literally like you gotta mean what you're saying, say what you mean. Cause I I take that stuff serious, man. If someone if someone make like someone make like a, a like a like a a bullshit comment or some shit about me, I watch them a little bit closer because that, that means like they probably been hating the whole time, you know? And they just trying to pick this, you know, they pick this instant just to literally come out and stay with how they really feel. So you got to pay attention to that stuff, man. Yeah, because it seems like you're pretty cool, calm and collected. You know, you're not really big into tra- talking trash to anybody. But last weekend, UFC yeah. Nashville, Big Pretty, you know, Justin Willis, he was talking a lot. You know, he's trying to, you know, gain, you know, garner some attention for himself and he and he and he went at it, you know, Curtis Blades' family a little bit. And Curtis Blades went in there. He didn't say anything before the fight, just went in there, dominated, embarrassed him. Is that a cautionary tale? Do you look at it as a cautionary tale? Man, you you, you gotta be careful, man. Everybody ain't playing. Every everybody ain't accepting that. Everybody not 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 with that trash talk, especially when you talk man, about their family, man. People people don't play that, man. Like I, I don't see any dudes get get beat down and I don't see dudes get damn or get killed for like talking shit about people's family. So I, I don't play I don't play like that. I don't play like that. And and that should be a lesson for anybody else that go around talking smack or talking trash about people's family. You gonna get what you got coming to you. Right maybe maybe it happened to you in the ring if you're lucky, but out of the ring, like people will see you man. Like you you can't be around here talking about people's family like that, man. Like if it's sports man, keep it sports man. Don't make it personal. 
Yeah, man, definitely. That is true. You know, you see nowadays that people are taking this trash talk a lot more serious. It's not WWE style anymore. You know what I mean? No, WWD, WWE, that stuff is all scripted. <laughs> this is real life, man. All that stuff is already determined. Like, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to do it to you? You know, that stuff is already like, that's all, that's wrote out. This is real life, man. Like, you don't, you don't know how far people are willing to go, man. You don't know how, you never know how far Hello, people are willing to go. So buddy. you run your mouth, man. You're going you gonna to get what you got coming to you, man. Again, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I can't feel sorry for him, you know, because, you know, you asked for it, you know. You made, you made that bed, man. You got to lay in it. Yeah, let's go back to your last fight now, UFC 232. You defeated Brian Kelleher in exactly 100 seconds which is kind of incredible to me, you know, how you, like, get, got that on the dot. It was not only your first UFC win, but it was your first submission victory as a pro. What did you think of your performance? Uh, I'm, I'm, I made some mistakes, man. I made some mistakes early on. Um, I'm sorry if I, if I come across as, like, a person that's, like, a party pooper or whatever, but I'm, I'm a realist, man, and I, I just don't. Look at part of the picture, man. Look at the big picture. I made some mistakes in that fight, so uh, like right away, you know, we we going, we put it on the board, and we going back, and we we trying to fill those holes, and we trying to improve. Because like um, you don't want to sit there and glow. You don't want to sit there and like ponder, and you know, sit there and like you know, just smell the roses too long. You got you got to move on, man. That stuff happened already. What's next? Was Keller sleeping on your ground game since you know you are known for your devastating striking? Man, I I I, I don't know, man. I, I truly don't know, man. I, I I can't tell you, man. Um, like like I tell everybody, man. I, I get in there, man, and uh, I see what they got to offer, man. And, you know, I, I take what they give me, man. I, I don't get I don't get in there with the mindset of like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I, I got this, I got no. Like I get in there, man, and w whatever is available, I take it. Like I'm, I'm not gonna force anything. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, man. That's it. With that said, was there anything different going into that fight compared to your debut against Ricky Simone? Yeah, man, I, I had a, I had a long ass camp. <laughs> that, that's about it, man. I had a long ass camp, and um, and I, I had like an adequate time to prepare, man. So, like, like that's what I said, like uh. You know, with, with the time given and everything, man, like, I, I, I really, I believe and uh, critique myself for my performance should be perfect, man. It should, it should be perfect, man. Perfect. I'm not, I'm not just, like, fighting somebody on the street or something, just random person. No, I know who I'm fighting weeks in advance, so my performance should be flawless, man. That's, that's the way I think about it. Well, your next opportunity, UFC 236, you're facing Andre Sukumtat. What does this opportunity mean for you? Another step up the ladder, man. Another step up the ladder, man. That's, that's all it is, man. Like, I, I don't really put too much into anything, man, you know. Like, when it when it happens, it happens. But if it don't, it don't. So, it's just another, another fight to me, man. Training camp, you mentioned earlier you had a, you know, you had a, a long one last time. You pretty much, you probably had a long one, you know, for this fight also. It is a grind. There are many things people feel that are repetitive. What aspect do you enjoy the most leading up to the fight? 
I, I really enjoy the, the the end results, but I want to say the process, man. I, I want I want to say the pro the, the whole process, man. The, the whole process of preparing for this, you know, that, that's the process I, I I really I really enjoy, man. Is is that part? So when when I get in there and and I'm able to like you know showcase what I what I've been working on, that just that that really just makes it all the better. You represent Pura Vida in Milwaukee. Do you put that team on your back? Yeah, I put. I I, I really I really I really put. You know, I, I really I really like I, I like I, I put everything on my back and everything. You know, uh, strong person, strong will person. So I carry everybody, man. So there's a certain type of responsibility you feel. To put them on your on the map on the you know on the MMA map. Yeah, that because those those, those no. guys you know they 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 spend a lot of time with me, man. They 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 put up with a lot of my shit, man. Um, like like Jake got kids, man. He he, he take time away from his family and his kids, you know, to to be here, man, and uh, you know, to be my head coach and to train and solo. He take time away from his kids and everything, uh, you know. To be here for me, Zach, he take a, a lot away from himself to, to help me also. Like, I, I really got to go out there and, you know, and do my best, you know. With an impressive win over Andre, where does that put you in the Bantamweight division, you feel? We're always been, man, at the top. Like, I, 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 I already know where I'm at, man. It's just, it just everybody else has got to catch up, man. But that's what I'm at, like, like people, people, uh, they, they get so caught up in like, they get so caught up in like this ranking and you know what people think and like how many people like you and all that stuff like that. That's like you spend your your whole life, man, yeah. trying to play please some people. Who you gonna please? How many people you gonna please? You can't please everybody. Everybody not gonna like you. Like what you gonna do, man? Like you can't live your life like that, man. You'd be crazy. Like your life would be filled with nothing but disappointment. Cause you you never you never be perfect to anybody, you know. So I don't I don't even think about that stuff, man. That stuff is irrelevant, man. Like, like, like I I know who I am, and it's up to them to find out. We talked before, and you do not really care about who you face. However, as you rise in the rankings, when do you need to start paying attention? To your opponents, man, it, it, it really like that part. Like as they come along, man, that stuff is all for the coaches, man. Like I, I don't worry about that stuff, man. Like that's 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 something for the coaches to do. That's something that they get paid to do is the game plan, come up with something for me to do or whatever. Like that's that's up to them, man. I, I fight, man. I get enough and I fight, man. I, I get in there, I see what they got. Let's take advantage of it. All right, man. One last thing before I let you go. Music and sports, they come hand in hand. What's on your playlist? Is there any particular artist that you listen to that you could recommend to your fans? Man, I, I, I um, like, uh, I, I always listen, always listen to like, always listen, always listen to like Meek Mill and everything. Like Meek, Meek Mill come, come from the same like circumstances, the same place I come from. Ain't he around my age? So like, he ain't, he ain't like 
he ain't like no OG like talking about back in his day. Like he talk about right now. So like that. That that's like real like inspiring to me, you know. Cause his 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 whole like tribalco and people count him out and people thought he was done and he was finished and you know he won't go on a mountain anything, man. And look look where he at, man. All right, man. April thirteenth, UFC two thirty six, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for your time, Montel, and good luck to you, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank thank you for having me, man. Um, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Ed Ed from Meridian. <laughs> He he really, he he really he, he 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 really like, fucked me up with these interviews. But he he do a good job, man. He just catch me off guard. He catch me in the best mood. You know? I was like, yeah, I do interview. And then like, uh, shout out to Pure Vita, Jake Solo, Zach. Shout out to all my teammates. Uh, shout out Iridium Sports Management, Jason House, Jacob P. Shout out to Pro Star Athletes. Shout out Speed of Sport, Nick Villegas. Shout out Combat Corner. Shout out to all the friends, family, and followers. And thank you all for tuning in. Catch me April 13th, ATL, baby. <laughs>